0: This is a GRDC podcast. The cost of constantly evolving weed infestations in Australia is staggering. Growers spend around $2.5 billion every year on the problem, with yield revenue losses estimated at $745 million. Hello, I'm Deborah Bishop. And your ryegrass continues to maintain its unenviable number one ranking as an Australian cropping system weed. In WA, a series of trials over several years has been studying the interaction between wheat seeding timing and pre-emergent herbicide choice on annual ryegrass seed production, with some helpful results on offer. Headed by research agronomist Mike Ashworth, working with the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative at the University of WA, the trials looked at the impacts of pre-emergent herbicide efficacy time of sowing and seeding rate on annual ryegrass seed production as well as wild radish. It's long been advised that delaying seeding of weedy paddocks to maximise weed control effectiveness of knockdown applications results in optimal weed control. However, with the development of more pre-emergent residual herbicides for use in no-till farming systems, early seeding may now be the optimum strategy. I talked to Mike about the trials and his top tips for reducing annual ryegrass using crop competition.
1: Well, it's been a lot of work. So we've obviously been doing work from 2019 through to 2021. Quite a range of different seasons, different situations across there. We had nine different trials and each trial was pretty big. So we had three main factors within there. We had uh, two times of sowing, dry and delayed, which the delayed had a knockdown, a glyphosate knockdown in it. And the idea there was to obviously bleed a bit of the ryegrass out of the seed bank. We had three different crop seeding rates. So we had 100, 150 and 200 plants per square meter of wheat which was a low, medium, and high crop competitive environment. And then thirdly, we were really looking at the way that pre-emergent herbicides operated within those scenarios. And we looked at the way those herbicides actually operated in a dry sowing environment and uh, delayed with increasing competitions. And we've sort of come up with a bit of a recipe for growers if they decide to go in dry.
0: So what opportunities does dry sowing offer crop competition?
1: So, firstly, you know, when you think about dry sowing, you always think about the lack of knockdown and you think it's going to be a bit of a mess. But uh, what uh, they found in South Australia was that, especially in colder environments, when you dry sowed into a warmer soil, you actually got an increased vigour, you know, to the crop. So the crop was actually more able to outcompete weeds. Generally, in Western Australia, given we're a a warm environment, sandy soil, we generally still find it our delayed sowing and getting a knockdown in is beneficial. However, if you dry sow, you'll get a heck of a yield response out of that. So, we need to understand dry sowing a lot better.
0: So, one of the trials was up in Dan Darrigan in the WA Grain Belt. In general, what were you aiming to find out there? What did you? Uncovered there?
1: Well what we found basically was firstly we found the value of crop competitiveness so when we increased the seeding rate especially when we had no herbicide there we just found a beautiful linear response as we increased seeding rate so I always say to growers if you're going to dry sow this occurred especially during dry sowing situation that um, if you're going to dry sow really ramp up your seeding rate as far as you can practically do it without getting, obviously, a yield or a quality decrease there. So don't skimp on your seeding rate or your crop competitiveness. And, you know, you can increase your crop competitiveness in multiple ways. You can increase your sowing rate, you can change your cultivar selection, you can reduce your row spacing. You can even whack a little bit more nutrition up front. That will really improve the competitiveness of that crop and help the herbicide out.
0: So in that trial, you included some different combinations of weed seeding rate, time of sowing and pre-emergent herbicide treatments, didn't you?
1: Yeah, and what we actually found then was that once we actually added the herbicide into that scenario... So firstly, you find out that when you delay so you get a reduction in seeding rate. But when you add a really residual herbicide, so what we actually did was we went to each site every three weeks and we did a bioassay. So we soil sampled the soil at every site and we grafted. We measured the shoot length of annual ryegrass growing in that soil. And what we found was that certain herbicides such as, and I'll, I'll just use the, um, the trade names, Matina, Complete, Sakura, Overwatch, they are highly residual herbicides. And they were able to really clip and pull back the ryegrass growth within that competitive environment resulting in a lot less annual ryegrass seed production. So if you're going dry, you've got to think about the way you're growing that crop. It's got to take away all the resources away from the weeds. But secondly, using a residual pre-emergent herbicide that's really going to sort of put that ryegrass at a massive disadvantage compared to the wheat, resulting in a dramatic reduction in annual ryegrass seed production, resulting in no significant difference between dried or delayed sowing in those situations.
0: So some of the trial factors there at Dandarragan stayed the same, didn't they?
1: Yes. So basically we had the same wheat variety, we had the same row spacing, we had the same sowing depth. What we did was we just had two different germination dates by time of sowing and the fertiliser and post-emergent fertiliser use was exactly the same. We even did the exact same harvest situation for all of them.
0: So, how did you go about getting results from that Dandaragan trial?
1: A lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we did was Good we we measured. We went out there every two weeks. We soil sampled the plots. We brought them back to the, the laboratory and we seeded susceptible annual ryegrass and then we measured their shoot length. And then at the end of the season, we, uh, we went through and we did biomass cuts of the wheat and the ryegrass. And then we threshed the ryegrass, counted the number of seeds to actually work out the seed production. So most research that's done is about sort of how many grams of dry matter we get of annual ryegrass. What we're interested in are is actually how many seeds we produce, because we also know that herbicides can actually change the fecundity of an annual ryegrass plant quite significantly.
0: Across those three years, generally, what results did you draw from those trials? Well,
1: we found out that dry seeding definitely is beneficial for yield. It's a very, very exciting opportunity for growers. But secondly, we found that really, growers really need to pick the right herbicide, pre-emergent herbicide, understand the residual nature of these herbicides and increase their seeding rate. So, you know, I've always told growers that I made a little equation. I basically said that dry sowing... Firstly, equals sort of reducing the seed bank of the site. So if you're going to go into a dry sowing, pick sites that have got less weeds and seeds in the soil. That's going to give you a a smaller hurdle to get over. Secondly, you've got to pick the right pre-emergent for the situation. So, you know, whack in your more residual herbicides or at least make sure they're a part of a mix. Thirdly, do whatever you can to increase the competitiveness of that crop. And we've talked about multiple ways of increasing that. That's going to really, really pay dividends. If you're dry sowing, try to do those things. But if you delay sowing, then you can go and use the less residual herbicides such as your trifluralins on their own um, and you'll still get a good outcome, but you really can't do that with uh, dry sowing.
0: Does any of that data relate specifically to wheat yield?
1: Yes, so we did wheat yield and quality on every single site, on every plot. And when we dry sowed, we uh, had an increase in wheat yield. When we increased our seeding rate, we actually found a slight increase in wheat yield. And we didn't find, throughout the years, even though there was a mixture of dry seasons and some very, very high rainfall seasons, within those three years, we actually found no reduction in quality whatsoever. So I think growers don't need to be as scared of increasing the competitiveness of the crop that they are.
0: So after multiple sites, after multiple trials over three years, what's next, Mike?
1: So what we're actually doing now is we're actually been looking at the effect of dry sowing and delayed sowing, but on herbicide mixtures. So if you think you've got Truffula on their own, Sakura on their own, that's what we tested in this study. But what happens if we mix Truffula and Sakura together? That's the uh, meat and three veg of farming nowadays. So, uh, you know, we need to sort of understand those mixtures. What happens if we wax Matino complete and Overwatch together, which were our two most, you know, residual herbicides? Are we going to have a plant-back problem? Yeah, that's what we're going to explore next and hopefully give growers a good range of options so they can take advantage of dry sowing on top of sort of trying to reduce those seed banks continually.
0: So still a bit more work ahead of you by the sounds of it, Mike?
1: Yeah, lots to come.
0: Okay, thanks a lot for joining us today. Thank you. That was Mike Ashworth, research agronomist from the Australian Herbicide Resistance Initiative at UWA. More information on this topic can be found in the description box of this podcast or online at grdc.com.au. I'm Deborah Bishop and thanks for listening.